Hey, well, good morning. Uh, I want to start off today with a little bit of um, a story from my childhood, right? There's a lot that went on, but there's one uh, picture that I remember vividly when it comes to uh, my dad and cars. One morning, um, my dad came home with these uh, burn marks on his forehead. I'll never forget it. I must have been eight or nine years old. Um, and so as he walked through the door, I asked him what happened. Um, and it turned out that the radiator on his car had overheated. So it was smoking like crazy. He gets out of the car and he realizes the coolant is super, super low and it needs to be refilled. Right. So knowing the solution, knowing the right thing to do, he gets out of the car and he proceeds to open up the overheated radiator with coolant in hand to pour it in to fix the problem. Now, if you know anything about cars, you know how much of a mistake that that was. What you see is that this trying to open a hot radiator, that ain't the move. When the car is hot, the coolant system is under pressure, right? Uh, that trying to prematurely take care of a problem, uh, it may not hurt the engine, but it hurts you. The craziest thing about that whole ordeal was that he accurately diagnosed the problem, right? He knew what was wrong. He knew what to do. But what you find out is that knowing the right thing to do is also about knowing when to do it, right? And, and no one, and I mean absolutely nobody, knows this truth and practices it better than God himself. Uh, there's this story in first Kings chapter 19, where you find Elijah, this prophet of God. And because of his faithfulness to God, he's running for his life. He's angry with God so much so that he looks up at God and he says, God, you've just got to take my life. I can't deal with this anymore. And do you know what God's next words are to him? God's very next words to him are get up and eat. So that's very next words to him. Aren't this, these words of rebuke, God comes to him, um, a man that's weighed down by all of this frustration. And God's very next words to him are you're hungry. I made you a plate, get up to eat. He feeds him with actual food. Then do you know what God's very next words to him are? Come and get seconds. Uh, I made you another plate. I just want to make sure that you're straight and taken care of. And then he sent on this uh, journey that's a, a month and a half long, 40 days and nights. He walks to this place called Mount Horeb when he where he comes to meet with God. And suddenly God speaks to him and says, what are you doing? And Elijah, once again, lodges another complaint with God about how God has acted unfairly towards him and he has this 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 encounter with god and do you know what god does god doesn't match his energy god calms him down and then he speaks to him not just in his god voice uh, but he whispers to him and he says elijah fan i've got this you aren't the only one that serves me. There's, there's a plethora of people that you don't even know that are faithful to me. I've got this covered. What God's saying is here's the truth that you need. And it was the solution to Elijah's angst and frustration. 
And God waited a month and a half to give it to him because knowing the right thing to do or say is also knowing when to do it or say it. The most staggering thing about all this is that God could have given him this truth a month ago, but he had Elijah steaming in his anger and frustration for over a month because knowing the right thing to do or say is also about knowing the right time to do it. It seems as if God in his wisdom calms him down, provides for him, cares for him, and lets the radiator of his emotions cool down before he pours in this coolant of truth, right? Here it is. If it seems like God is silent, I just want you to know his silence doesn't mean lack of concern. Right now, God is caring for you in 10,000 ways that you aren't even aware of. Maybe in this time, he's not ignoring you, but he's allowing the radiator to cool so that when he speaks, you don't spit back out what he's pouring in. Be patient. Wait. Remind yourself of his character and look out for ways that he has been caring for you that you may have taken for granted and not been appreciative of God in creation, in the world, God withheld his words of judgment for centuries from humanity so that he could speak a word of mercy to us in Jesus Christ, who would show us what God is like in his grace and his love by taking that word of judgment that was left for us and providing us with mercy. And you. One of the best ways that you can show that you've experienced this truth is by expressing it to somebody else today. Just because you know the right words to say, it doesn't mean that now is the right time to say it, right? So as we go through the day and we pray for God's guidance, we don't just pray for wisdom. We don't just pray for courage to say the right thing to be uh, a truth teller, but we pray for patience and to be led by the Spirit to give right truth to others at the right time. When it comes to God, God is never late with any of his words, but he's not premature with any of them either. They're right on time. If God's words were fruit, they would always be ripe fruit, right? They'd always be the bananas with just the right amount of spots on it, right? It's not too hard. It's not too soft, but it's just Right. And when you eat that banana in the perfect window, it does something to you. All of God's words to us come to us like that. His words come in the perfect window. Listen for God's voice today. And if it seems muddled, then just trust in his track record while you await for his perfect words at the perfect time. God cares for you. He is caring for you in 10,000 ways that you are not aware of. And any words that we get from him are going to come not just in the right way, not just in the right tone, but at the right time. As you hear from God, know that he's got a specific word for you today. Trust it. Believe in it. Live like it's true. I love you.